0: Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan Presents, Schlereth and Evans. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy oh, you got, you got it. Too sweet. Huh? Too sweet. Happy Stop. Birthday, happy birthday. Hey, by the way. Boy, that's got to get in my head. That's a little. For you. Oh, wait, wait, wait that, that way. we got a little, we got. And you're yeah. So I brought some guanks from the outer guanx to They honk and squonk and sing just for you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Too. This is a potential earworm song. I'm not going to lie. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Well, happy birthday to Thank Mark Slareth. By the way. Birthday boy. You know, you know you what... you and I are about the same age. Thank you, Johnny. George You're Carl, ever. wishing you a happy birthday. You know that this uh what's significant about this day is this is our the start of our seventh year. That is correct. So we started on your birthday. Day of my birthday. Two thousand sixteen. Yep. Yep. Right after wow. the right after the uh, AFC championship game. In which you Literally, the day before, had predicted the Broncos to lose to the Patriots, and you right. started Ooh. our first show ever, apologizing to Broncos Country, crafting and, an apology, letter. and wondering, and we we devising a way to get back into their good graces, yeah. which, which you have done. Yes, we uh, yeah. many oh, times we over. had to devise a, uh, I started writing the apology. It said, "Dear Broncos Country," I remember it like it was yesterday. Yes, that was really how the, the whole thing started. Yeah. dear Broncos, dear Broncos country. country. It took me a while, but I'm sorry. Uh, I uh, finally, finally got the I, I'm sorry apology out there. Well, happy birthday, well, big fella. You, buddy. Good for you. All right. So, that, somebody adjusted this, this. This mic is riding high. Uh, it's the right it's it. Sandy Clough mic. Yeah. This thing is. Uh, Bow chickabow. This thing is. This they thing just, is it's well got, medicated. It's got a mind of its own. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, morning wood. Uh, a <laughs> wild day yesterday. Yeah. A lot happening. Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? Okay. Avalanche won last night. Yeah, Three to two. Six in a row. Six in a row. And the, you know got a video that's tribute? That's right. Mm-hmm. Darcy Kemper and Nicholas Obey-Kubel were both back with the Caps, and so they did a duel. You know what's better than a video tribute? A duel A duel video tribute. And then Darcy Kemper didn't see a couple of pucks, which was uh, <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. which was apropos. Yeah, when Riker's like, like uh, I don't think he saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, what's new? Ah, <laughs> oh, so the uh, the Avalanche get uh, the win. They keep rolling. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets blow a fourth quarter lead, but no worries. Nikola Jokic on a nice dish from Jamal Murray. Uh, puts up a little floater in the lane puts the nuggets back up by uh with 16 seconds left they they hold on defensively and and they beat the pelicans 99 98 as as we already look ahead to the the playoffs I can't wait for the playoffs and these these big time games that I expect the the nuggets to be playing in the playoffs where where do you come down on the whole it's the last shot the game's on the line are you somebody who believes in this case, Nikola Jokic has to take the shot no matter what. You've got, you know, Jordan always took the shot. for the, Well, not always. I shouldn't say that. Not always. Uh, uh, was it Steve Kerr and Paxton. John, uh, John Paxson took yeah. one. Um, but, you know, Kobe would always try to take the game winner. LeBron caught criticism because a lot of times he'd give up right. the shot to somebody else. Where do you come down on it? I mean, if you're getting, if you're like a side out and you're getting denied the ball and somebody, I mean, occasionally you, you got a bunch of other guys making max contracts. You'd like your, you'd like your superstar to take the shot if you can. Um, because he's getting a good position and, and ultimately he's going to knock down a lot of shots, but that dude can't always take the last shot. I don't know. I think he can because of his ability to post up, go outside, handle. And and the, and the way that he and Jamal Murray work off each other, I I just don't think that there's any reason why you will not be able to get him into a position to take the last second shot or or the game winning shot, game tying shot. I don't want anybody else but him taking it. Yeah, well, he would be he would be obviously he'd be the preference. I mean, that's the guy you want taking the shot, but you probably can't I, always. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. I I just think it'll be really difficult. For teams to just say, "All right, listen, we're gonna just send two guys at Jokic and just make somebody else beat him because he's so good passing mm-hmm. and seeing the court that you, you run the risk of the Nuggets just diving a guy to the hoop and he's wide open but for. But then us. he's not taking the last shot. Wow! Well, and if if you're telling me you can get a wide open contested layup, okay. Well, so but, then then you but I'm just tellin- contradicting yourself. Well, something. no, because I'm telling you I don't think teams are going to do that. So I think they're they're going Wait, to they have- leave leaving one on one. I think they understand that he's going to be tough to to double. Yeah, well, that's what makes him. That's what makes him the MVP. He is going to win the MVP. Sorry, by the way, he's going to win the MVP. By the way, both when I left Fox on Friday, both Nick Wright and Broussard, both of them said begrudgingly, "Dude, he's winning another MVP. He's winning his third MVP." Yes. Oh no! Now that's a big twist there because you said earlier in the week they said. They acknowledge he should win it, but they said the voters won't well, vote for him because they, they'd pull a uh, they'd pull a uh, not a Stockton. Uh, what's the other dude? Steve Nash. They pull Steve Nash. Yeah, two in a row and didn't win a championship. They'd say, Well, we're not going to vote for him, right? But they're they're just like dude. Like at the end of the day, they're like, you know, this is this is supposed to be. Uh, it's a regular season award, but they've never gone three in a row without a guy without a championship, and they they're just like they both admitted this is it's going to change this year. They're they're going to vote him in for three in a row. Yep, I don't even, I don't even think it's going to be close. I don't even think it's going to be close. What do you do yesterday? What do you do last oh, the night? Triple, double, ho-hum. Just, no, the triple double, ho hum. Just another triple double. Seriously, right? It is ho hum. He was, he was. I think. um like a half a a half of an assist away from averaging a triple double going into the uh, going in I don't know if it was going in last night or a couple games ago a couple games, couple ago. games ago but he missed a couple games you, true uh let me check that to see where he's at is he is he averaging a triple double thank you Johnny nice Johnny sausage fingers activate form of He's still at 9.9. 9.9. 99. Just like get the, it to 10. There's I, no way you can't give him the MVP if he averages a triple-double for the season. There's no way. No. Plus, they finished with the best record in the West or best record in the NBA. No, no way no way you can. Todd Helton. I think Todd Helton uh, had a sleepless night last night knowing that eleven you were votes al- 11 votes shy. 11 votes shy. The good news is the way that we'll have Troy Rank on at 745 and he'll he'll help walk us through the just maze that is Baseball Hall of Fame voting. But um, the, I don't think a player has ever gotten to this level of percentage of votes this close to the 75 yeah. percent needed and not got in. Right. So. What is it? Like 71%? He's like 732 to... or yeah. something like that. You need to get 70 Scott Rowland was the only one to get in. But uh, the, the expectation is he will get in next year. But I get it. That leads to the whole, well, wait a minute. You're telling me he's not a Hall of Famer this year, but he's a Hall of Famer next year. Right. Well, what's changed? Yeah. He's, he's, he's either a Hall of Famer or he's not. He's well. Good. It doesn't work that way. It's just goofy that way. Is Billy Billy Wagner in? No, but he got, uh, what, I think he got 68? Dude, Billy Wagner has like 400 saves. Billy Wagner was They're reluctant to put. No, I'm not going to do that, Johnny. No. Not that interested in where Billy Wagner ranks. Dude, Billy Wagner's. Oh, he was filthy. Do you know he's not a natural lefty? What do you mean he's not a natural lefty. He pitch. He's a left-handed pitcher. He naturally he's a he's right-handed, and he broke his arm and started throwing left-handed. And Seriously, became, and became one of the greatest closers of all time. Really? Again. Yes. He taught himself to throw left-handed. Yes, he was what bro- he broke his arm, huh? As a child, that's how the story goes. As far as I'm, now I, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not making something up. But that's what I was told. That he broke his arm, his right arm. Again, this is this is something up. You would never called. make anything up, Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. Oh, that's that's Ooh. happy birthday. That's, <laughs> low. that's just low. Coming up, speaking of the Broncos, even by their soap opera standards of the last seven years, mm-hmm. did yesterday set a new standard? That's next. <laughs> Slareth and Evans, on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3, The Fan. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hold <laughs> day? Yeah, we didn't start the show off like we normally do on a Wednesday because it's your birthday, Mark Slareth. Happy birthday. Thank you. And so... We had to start off by wishing you happy birthday. So we got the uh, Mike, 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 Mike thing in there. But uh, Actually, love... you didn't have to start off that way. Well, you know, no, we I... did. Yes, yeah, we, yeah, did. No, yes, we no, did. No, you did Yes, we did. And I love the fact that our listeners sort of wishing you a happy birthday in the way that they do best, which is some good snark mm-hmm. like this one. Uh, Mark, happy birthday. Now that you have just called the third straight MVP for Jokic, it's not going to happen, just like the Aaron Rodgers trade. Thank you, <laughs> Mark. Hey, you know. Win some, you lose some. You win some by the way, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Super Bowl thirty two, which I single handedly won for your Denver Broncos, your welcome people, uh on on my thirty second birthday. I mean, how cool is it? Like that's why I don't really celebrate my birthday anymore. After you win the Super Bowl on Super Bowl thirty two on your thirty second birthday, yeah. like what else can you do? Yeah. How'd you celebrate like, your birthday? I won a Super Bowl. At that at that at that moment, you are the goat of birthdays. True. True. <laughs> True. You're right. Mic drop. Nothing else. Right. You, like, See you later. Well, I was like, what, do you want to go to dinner tonight? No, let's just eat at home. You want... No, no, I don't... I, but it's I... your birthday. Yeah, yeah. I want a Super Bowl on my birthday. Yeah. All downhill from there. Exactly. Ye- yesterday, even by Bronco standards, over the last seven years, and we've uh, we've seen some stuff, haven't we, over the last seven years, yesterday, um, yesterday was quite the day. So it starts out, Colin Cowherd begins... The Broncos smear campaign to make it seem like uh, Sean Payton is moving off the Broncos, not the other way around. Denver wants Sean Payton. Russell Wilson wants Sean Payton. I think the deal would be done today if Sean Payton said, all right, I'm your coach. And he may. I got to pay a lot of money. The defense is good. And there's some really nice weapons. A star running back got injured. He's back. Tight ends are solid. Receivers are beyond solid. They got a good left tackle. But there's so many hoops to jump through, and sometimes it's just easier to have football stuff to deal with, not like personality stuff. I think if I'm Sean Payton, $25 million is a lot of money, I think I'd pass. He went on to say, you know, hey, Russell Wilson, all his quirks. What? Like Sean Sean is just now becoming aware of Russell Wilson's quirks? Come on. I... Well, listen, he knows about Russell's quirks. This is why you need that type of personality coaching your football team. That's why you need somebody who, that's why you, like like Gary Kubiak and Peyton Manning. think Peyton Manning liked being there. Like Peyton Manning, no, he didn't like any of that stuff. But Gary Kubiak said, I don't care if you don't like it. This is what we do, and this is what you're going to do. Oh, we were just warming up at this point. uh, Tom Palacero then comes out and says that uh, the Broncos have a candidate that they like a lot who was way down on the uh, Vegas odds as to uh, who would be the Broncos next coach, but this guy's climbing. And the other name to keep an eye on here is 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. The Broncos flew out to Santa Clara, California to interview Ryans in person last Thursday. He's a very impressive guy. Obviously, his defense has been playing really well during this playoff run here. He does not have the experience that the Broncos were looking for when they initially targeted the likes of Dan Quinn and Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh for the job. But don't count Ryans out just yet. So, back. so we're, we're just warming up here. Hold on. Let me, let me get through the whole timeline of yesterday. Right. So it starts with Cowherd starting the smear campaign against the Broncos, making it seem like Peyton doesn't want the job. Uh, then Palisero comes out and talks about Ryan's. Then Jeff Duncan from the, oh, the Picayune New Orleans Times Picayune, who yeah. wrote the book, uh, with Sean Payton, comes out and says, the Broncos aren't doing interviews because Rob Walton is hunting. The Broncos say that report is absurd, and then Duncan comes out and admits it's not true and he should never have reported it. But we're still not done. Oh, wow. We're still not done with the day. Then Mike Florio of Pro Football uh, Talk comes out and says he's hearing a decision on the Broncos coaching hunt could come today. And he focuses on D'Amico Ryans or David Shaw. Says they were very impressed with Ryans, but... He really talks up Rice's Condoleezza Rice's connection with Shaw potentially being the difference maker. And we're not done yet. Okay. Because a birdie told me that keep an eye still on what's happening with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, who Brock Heward came on with us yesterday mm-hmm. and said, based on the people he talked to, not from the Broncos' side, but from the Harbaugh side, that Harbaugh was the Broncos' number one choice from the start. Wow. Even Bronco Land? Yeah, right? What a day in Bronco Land. Yeah, that that is. And then David Shaw, I mean, right now you couldn't name a coach that's actually coaching in the playoffs, right? So you couldn't name D'Amico Ryans today, could you? Wouldn't that be a violation, basically? Oh boy, I don't... That's a great question. Um, You can't interview him this week, but can you name him this week? Is isn't that the same as naming a a coach and from college he's he's gonna be moving over to another school like like I don't Dion. Know. And I don't then know. Dion still stays and coaches his team. I don't know that you can name a coach the head coach of your team while he's still coaching in the playoffs. Then if a decision comes down today, it would be David, would be David, Shaw. David Shaw. And by the way, here's the here's the crazy thing. You're talking about didn't Ivory Do more with less here in Denver coaching this defense than D'Amico Ryans did in San Francisco. Like every, every guy on their roster is a first rounder. I mean, you think about, you know, you think about who Funga. All pro. You think about Ward, Mooney Ward at the cornerback who they got in free agency. You think about Nick Bosa. You think about Kenlaw. You think about Eric Armstead. You think about Warner. You think about like the players they've developed in the first rounders they have on their defense. They're littered with great players. First and second rounders have de- developed into great players. I mean, certainly, um A.J. Ivaro did more here, like to create an unbelievable defense, especially with zero offensive help. Than D'Amico Ryan's did there, and he knows the personnel. Steps right in, has an under. If that's the direction you're willing to go, if if this group now, if this ownership group now, which touted experience at the beginning of this whole uh-huh. thing, but now appears set to hire a first-time head coach again, then why not go with Ibarra? Uh, I'm sure he still feels a a sense of loyalty to Nathaniel Hackett, but I would think that you can get over that if you have a chance to become a a head coach. I certainly wouldn't uh, discount the Broncos. You could hire him back as your offense coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be awesome. That would be awesome awkward. (laughs) Speaking of awkward, uh, we were talking about the possibility of Vic Fangio coming back as the uh, DC with with a guy like Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vic is interviewing today for the Dolphins uh, defensive coordinator job. So, throw that out there. Morning Brew is coming up next. How does Jared Bednar feel now that he's the winningest coach in franchise history? He'll tell you next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Avalanche win their sixth in a row as they hold on to beat Washington 3-2 at Ball Arena. And with the victory, Jared Bednar becomes the winningest Coach in franchise history? I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad it's here and gone so we can stop talking about it. Really, to be honest with you, we didn't play our best game tonight. I'm happy that we were able to get the two points to put us up the standings again. You know, that's our focus. I, and tonight, I think the, the main reason we got that was because Gordy was excellent in goal. He was our best player for sure. On a night in which Darcy Kemper made his return, uh, it was Georgiev who faced more shots, made 36 saves and uh, 37 saves, and uh, came away with the uh, the victory. Jared Bednar's greatest strength as a head coach is what? Um, that's a great that's a great question. I think he's just very cut and dry with his players, what the expectations are, and he's very clear. With, with those expectations and then when they don't meet those expectations about you know correcting them so I, I just think he's a really cut and dry guy although I like drunk Bednar better when he's when he's on the mic drunk Bednar crying Bednar yeah. drunk uh, crying Bednar I- emotionally in- incontinent it, what's the word Incon- incontinence in- incontinence yeah Bednar yes that's that's awesome yeah when he's all weepy. <laughs> you guys yeah <everybody's laughs> <head. laughs> Like that that Bednar is... Get the good yeah. snot bubble yeah. in there with the <laughs> Yeah. There's way it he all bednars are good. All Bednars are good. Right, but that Bednar is I love that Bednar. Me too. We will not see that Bednar again until June. Not until they hoist another cup. But I'm confident we will. Yeah. I'm confident we will. Next on the morning brew, the Nuggets beat the Pelicans. Welcome back, Michael Malone, after missing the last three games. That's great. Yeah, you know, you miss the camaraderie as we talked about pregame, but you also miss the, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of a game, the emotions of a game, um, and, and finding ways to try to help your team close out a game that was a lot closer than it should have been. Um, some uncharacteristic turnovers in that fourth quarter. I think for the game only at 12, fourth quarter we had five for eight. But yeah, it was, it was great to be back. And most importantly, it's great just for this team to get another win and to start this road trip off on a positive note. Yeah, I think that's, that's an impressive win last night considering it is a back-to-back that you're facing, and the game tonight mm-hmm. is at Milwaukee. right? Jokic, Giannis, it, it would be easy, I think, to let that one slip away last night, kind of thinking about, hey, save myself, or looking ahead right. to instead. It wasn't pretty, like Malone just said, but they get the W, and now a chance to go into M- Milwaukee, which, by the way, they've had a lot of success against uh, Giannis and the Bucs, especially in Milwaukee. Yeah, which, I mean, this is a great matchup, right? This is one of those, uh, the Joker versus Giannis. And, oh, love it. Yeah, I mean, you got two of the best players in the world um, going mano a mano. And, oh, it's the two best players in basketball. Yeah. Uh, but not even close. These these are the two best. Yeah, so it's it's a great matchup. This is a great, I mean, this is an exceptional matchup. Who knows, Aaron Rodgers may be there chugging, chugging beers. Yeah, that'd be good. With oh, Bakhtiari. With, with Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari can chug him. Aaron's more of a sipper. I think he's more of a whiskey. Wow, well, yeah. but he has a, he's, a, he's a Northern California guy. Chardonnay sipper, wine sipper. Yeah, it probably Not really he a probably likes, sugar. Yeah, he probably likes the uh, like the IPAs, like the real like the, the yeah, real awesome. hoppy. Yeah, real du- double IPAs. Yeah, kind of real thing. like real like real hoity toity like brewed right here in Milwaukee and Lake Minnetonka or something. <laughs> Next on the morning brew. Oh, so close. High saw ball, deep right field. Way back and... Go! Two run, walk off, home run, Todd Helton. How do you like that finish? Um, oh, man. So, 394 members of the Baseball Writers Association vote... Hold that thought for a second. Vote on who goes into the baseball hall of fame. 394. Helton missed out by 11 votes mm. to get to the needed 75%. But here's here's what really ticks me off. Close to 4 was it 4% of the voters didn't even turn in a ballot. Come on, man. You you have the what? honor of voting for the MVP or for the Hall of Fame. And you don't even turn in a ballot. I don't care. Turn in a blank ballot. It's your right. It's your right to vote your opinion, who you believe goes in. But at least show some respect for the whole process. Show some respect for the fact that you're one of the lucky ones to have a vote. The fact that people don't turn in ballots. Kicks me off. Well, that's. I mean, that is. He he missed it by eleven. Four percent of the voters would essentially be about fifteen voters that didn't turn in. That's about four percent, right? Ten percent of four hundred. You're asking me to do math right off. Mad, mad. So math, you're talking about math, you're talking about fifteen to eighteen voters that didn't turn in about. It's you said three ninety four. It's right. four, excuse me. Let me read directly. This is from our buddy Drew Goodman. Three point nine percent of the four hundred and five ballots mailed out were unreturned. All right. So that and there are voters. He, he he also added. Drew added there are voters who have not covered a game in years. Well, there so, you go.
1: So you oh. t- you telling about
0: three point nine no, percent of four four hundred five is what? Well, four percent, ten percent would be just over just over forty, about forty-two. Mm-hmm. So five percent would be just over twenty, twenty-one. So, like you're talking about fifteen to eighteen voters who didn't even vote, who, who decided not to vote. Now, if you're so negligent to not even send in a ballot, my guess is you weren't going to vote for Todd Helton. Yeah. So it's more. That's just more about the whole process. And, and the whole way that we we decide Hall of Famers. But we're, the ones that did vote, the some, what, 390 that did vote? Mm-hmm. 11. 11. The good news is, folks, the good news is uh, nobody's ever gotten this close to the 75% threshold and not gotten in. Right, so you just got to so wait. So he you just, just got to wait a year. You just so got to so wait a year. telling me there's a chance. he yeah. so will go in next year. Okay. He'll go in next year. Yeah, he'll get between this year and next year he will have improved. Yes. Right. That's right. He you improve every year. I'd say, you know, go out, hit a solid three ten this year with right. twenty five home runs, ninety ribbies. Mm-hmm. Should cement the case he for next, next year. The, Yo, couple, he will have, not play a he will not play an inning this year. And get better. And he'll get better. He'll get more votes next year. Wow, Troy Rank by the way will join us uh, an hour from now, and he he has a Hall of Fame vote, and he can maybe explain why Todd did not get in. So that is what is happening in the morning brew. Up next, if Mike Florio is correct and the Broncos make a coaching decision higher today, it figures to only be one guy. How would you feel, Broncos country, about that guy? That's next. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan Presents, Schlereth and Evans. Do you enjoy all this? Happy birthday, Mark Schlereth, by the way, everybody. Do you enjoy all this Broncos coaching speculation? Is it fun? Even though it's maddening, is it fun? Yeah, or, no. do, or is there a part of you that just would say, you know what? Come back to me when you made a decision. Until then, all these rumors, sources say, all that stuff. I don't want to do it. No, no, no. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's really interesting. I think it's interesting trying to figure out, yeah, you know, trying to read whatever tea leaves there are out there, and then trying to figure out what you think is best. What you know, everybody has their own opinion, and and yeah, everybody's opinion is valid to a degree, right? You're all entitled to it now. Sometimes I think, you know, there are certain opinions that I think are dumb. But, you know, ultimately, you know, I was just thinking about this. If D'Amico Ryans is their guy, this is going to drone on for however long he's in the playoffs. Because you can't announce it. You can't announce him as the hire. I mean, you can agree that he's going to be your guy. But then you've got to wait till his playoff run is over. So you might have to wait until February 13th, Monday, February 13th, before you can actually announce him. So the longer this drones on, to me, there's there's one guy left um, because they don't they're not talking to anybody from Philly, right? They're not talking to Jonathan Gannon. Um, they're not talking to anybody. Um, they're not talking to anybody in Cincinnati, I don't believe, and they're not talking to anybody in Kansas City. So it's either D'Amico, Rice, or you know, if there's still if there are still tentacles out there to Jim Harbaugh. Yes, if a decision was to come down today, an official announcement of a Broncos head coach, it would be David Shaw. David Shaw or Jim Harbaugh, something that we don't right, know about. Right, But Dan Quinn, it I, I doesn't sound like, doesn't feel like Dan Quinn is high up on the, on the wish list right now. I think he's doing his second interview in Arizona. Correct. So, and boy, you, you know the Arizona situation well enough that... If you're talking about the uh, supposed strengths of of Dan Quinn that he'll come in and be a culture builder, boy, that's a that's an organization that could use it. So I could see why they would be drawn to Quinn. Mm-hmm. So Peyton, it it sure feels like the Broncos have cooled on Peyton. It does feel it, that, it way. that way. It Feels that way. Does feel that way. Even though Colin Cowards doing his best to carry Peyton's water by saying that uh, no, 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 it's it's Peyton that it is uh, having reservations. I don't I don't buy that for a second. So that leaves you Shaw, Ryan's, and maybe Harbaugh. But realistically, it's 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 Ryan's and Shaw. Hmm. So let's if it was to happen today, it would be Shaw. Oh, okay. Let me let me let me put the list against the, the reasons for hiring David Shaw out there. First time head coach, first time NFL head coach. Mm-hmm. Need I say more about the pitfalls of that? Plus, not only would he be a first time head coach in the NFL, he'd be making the jump from college to the NFL, which has a terrible track record. Only three of the last 12 college coaches making the jump to the NFL since 2000. Only three of the last 12 have winning records. 12 years at Stanford, his last four years, he went 14 and 28. And for all the Sean Payton quit on the Saints people out there, what do you have to say about Shaw when you realized it was getting too tough for Stanford to compete in the NIL transfer portal world, so he quit on them? And the last part, nobody else has talked to him. He would get this job because of his Stanford connections. He would become the head coach of the Denver Broncos simply because he's a Stanford guy. It would be It would be Stanford cronyism and the rest of the NFL would be laughing at this new ownership group. That would be a Montford-esque move. Your first hire after everything you said leading up to this about, hey, you know, we want we want uh we're, we're going to be bold, we're going to be aggressive, we're going to swing for the fences. Right, we're going to make a splash. And you hire a guy who nobody else is talking to because he went to Stanford. Well, yeah, remember he was a hot commodity years ago. Now he started and he has NFL experience. He's coached in the NFL. So there's that. The the one thing over a decade and a half ago. Right. I understand that. I understand that. But he did coach in the NFL. I think the one thing that separates him from the other college coaches like Cliff Kingsbury and, and, you know, and, uh, even though, even though our guy, uh, oh gosh, uh, Kelly, um, had success in Philadelphia, um, you know, what separates David Shaw is he runs a pro-style offense that they ran in in Stanford. So it's not, it's, it's basically, you know, what you would come to expect. It's basically the Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan, a derivative of that offense. So it's not like you're coming with, hey, we've got a spread offense and we're going to try to, We're going to try to jam that into the NFL where the hashes don't match the college game and there's no wide side of the field. And there's, you know, there's a lot of inherent problems with that system when it comes down to NFL football. It just doesn't necessarily jive or mesh with what, you know, with what the NFL does. And a lot of it's based on just the field in general. So, um, yeah. So at least there's, there's that aspect to it. And, you know, Half a dozen years ago, maybe 10 years ago, he was a hot commodity in the NFL. He was interviewing. He was considered. Fine. There there, there are all kinds of hot commodities out there who have never coached in the NFL before. And weren't you from day one of this whole thing saying you want somebody who's coached in the NFL before? Oh, I want As a head coach. I want a certified pre-owned guy. There you go. I do. David Shaw isn't one of them. No, he, Plus, is, he, he is not Plus, he carries the extra one. burden of being a guy that would be coming directly from college to the pros, and that it's just flat out a, a terrible track record. It just is. Right. Uh, they should be interviewing. What's Bobby Petrino doing? The, well, <laughs> he, he's a certified pre-owned. He it's, coached uh, like 13 games <laughs> before he wrote a note and left. Left it on everybody's chairs. He left it on everybody's locker. <laughs> hey, it's really been great working with you. Pig Suey or whatever it was, <laughs> and he, then he he left. Uh, he got there really early, wrote a couple of notes, and then was out. Peace out, Atlanta. I'm done. See ya later. Deuces. <laughs> what a clown! What a clown! Ah oh, man, I. I'm sure David Shaw's a, a fine human being, and yeah, um, sure, you know, I'm sure he's a but. Um, Sorry, uh, after after weeks of having our insiders from Mike Kliss to Troy Rank to Adam Schefter say, yeah, the, the uh, Greg Penner wants to do. He, he's ready to be bold here. They're ready to do something big. Harbaugh, Peyton that's their well, that's their top choices. Shaw would be bold. If, if nobody else is interviewing him. <laughs> yeah, that'd that, be very bold, really right. bold. That'd be very bodacious. Yeah. Boredown Territory is coming your way. Hey, it was Darcy Kemper's return to Colorado, but it was the guy at the other end of the ice between the pipes who was the story. Details next.